seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Wow. Wow. We're back. It's a pleasure to be back. How are you doing, Rohit? Oh my God, we made it, Aaron. Who would have thought? Look at us now. Recording episode 117 last week and people are like, they'll never make it to 118. They'll never see 118 with the way their lives are and, going. And we and we did. Unfortunately, though, we had two great guests that were going to show up. Uh, we had Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner scheduled for the show today, but uh, unfortunately... Uh, they're going through a nasty divorce, so they won't be able to make it on the show. Yeah. And this was the only episode where we had the time for them um, with our schedules. So, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, going to have to push you. Uh, uh, I don't even know if we have time. We're pretty booked up with our uh, our future guests. Yeah, so no time for Sophie and Joe, but hope you uh, work out that divorce. I know there's some nasty stuff being said on both sides. We would have talked about it with you on the show, but we understand that your lawyers are involved and uh, they contacted us and we can't have you on. Wait, were they actually married or were they just dating? They were married. They have two kids. They have This is children? all in our show notes. For, they, they, yeah, it's all in our show notes for the, uh, for the here, interview. It's important for me. I don't read show notes before we start because I like to be authentically surprised. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's, pre, it's getting nasty. And uh, anyway, sorry we can't have you on. But uh, Rowan, how's your, uh, how's your, how was your week? Oh, Boy, um, I will not talk about sports. It's been terrible. Um, let's see, my week. I can't talk about work because contractually I'm not allowed to talk about work. Um, uh, Except that you do work for OnlyFans. Yes, yes. I am one of the biggest, uh, most famous creators on there. Um, okay, it's September 22nd. The only thing I can talk about is my utter anticipation and countdown till I can put up my big 12 foot tall skeleton in my front yard again. Cause it's almost Halloween motherfucker. Well, this is great. This is this, that leads into our theme. Our theme is how far can you or someone fall because it's almost fall. So it's uh-huh. like a play on the word, you know, you know, you, you get it. Uh-huh. So, so how far can something or someone fall? That's a theme. I mean, we're going to be talking about everything from tattoos, the former prime minister of New Zealand. Uh, we've got some Obama. We've got a crazy thing about shavers, uh, a very crazy submission. MAGA Monday's getting nuts. There's, it's, a, it's a weird episode, but, but things are falling apart. That's, that's the theme. Things are falling apart, and we're going to try to solve all of it. In one hour. All right, and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. What What are you up to? What, what's What's happening with you? Um, I well, I did do a fun Halloween thing. I did my first Halloween thing. I went to Universal Studios Halloween Horror de- Night, and I hadn't been in years, and it's really cool. Like the theming that they do they put a lot of it in sound stages so it's like being on a movie set except the sets alive and attacks you 
so I, I was very impressed by Universal Halloween Horror Nights. The detail, the makeup, the scares. The Chucky one was really cool. They have lots of Chucky animatronic dolls that like pop out at you. The There was a Purge show that was crazy where it's like the movies, The Purge, and it felt very real, but it was a theme park show. But it also felt very real Did about purging humans. get to kill anybody? Three people. Oh, I have three new tattoos bad. on my... Yeah, three new tattoos under my eye. Um, three drips. But I made them skeletons because it was Halloween. I, I actually... I'm really happy about that because we haven't had a good purge in a while. And you... The fact that you were able to reduce the population on this planet, I know you do it as an environmentalist. Um, I think... Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you for your service, Aaron. And I'm happy that you were able to use Halloween as a great entry point for that. Thank you. Thank you. And... Um, yeah, it was. I I uh, I do my best, and I'm trying to think what else was going on this week. Uh, oh yeah, uh, some friends launched a whiskey, so I won't. Prom- I want to just give it a shout out. Uh, Big Nose Kate. Uh, it's going to be, I think, in all stores everywhere. It's a great whiskey. Uh, ben and Melissa, congrats! That was a fun uh, fun get together to celebrate whiskey, and I had a couple too many. And so one thing I recommend for everyone who drinks whiskey is don't have too many. Yeah. And this is, can I say specifically which Melissa this is? Or no? Sure. Yes, yeah, this, yeah, is Mel- this is Melissa McCarthy. Uh, yeah, and Ben Falcone. Yep. And, and Ben Falcone. Uh, so it's very cool. Uh, it'll, I'm guessing they're, they're going to be doing a lot of promotion for it. But uh, yeah, so uh, very, very cool to... Uh, be it a, an alcohol launch. I've actually tried. I, st- I had it for the first time, I think, in January. And I didn't really realize it hadn't been launched until I was told to come to this um, launch. So I guess it wasn't in stores. We were just drinking it at the houses. And for, and so this was the time. This was the first time I've had too much. And, Did- and it was... Um, I didn't know also with whiskey, you could like, there's a pineapple whiskey drink that they were making with like pineapple froth on top, which doesn't taste very whiskey ish, but an hour later it feels very whiskey ish. So it works. Do you know if their whiskey is gluten free? Um, I don't think whiskey has gluten in it. So a lot does a lot does. But, um, but for example, uh, like Jack Daniels, Johnny Walker, Maker's Mark, um, Knob Creek, Wild Turkey, they uh, those are somehow actually gluten free. So I don't know if Big Nose Kate is. I'm gonna say it is gluten free for those who don't like gluten, and I'm gonna say it's not gluten free for those who like gluten. So either way, everyone uh, goes and tries it, and uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It was a fun get together. So I love. Hope it. it does well. I love it, and I will. I will try some. And there is a story behind, like Big Nose Kate is an actual real person. And I, 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 we were joking the next day about we loved Big Nose Kate the night before, and now we hate her, and we want her to die. Oh, so she's because, a bad person. No, no, she was just hurt all our heads. The oh. next day, all our heads hurt, <laughs> so we hated her. <laughs> Uh, so, so I guess let's go right into topic one. We yeah. have a, we have a topic for you that has to do with, with hate and I think falling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so 
Um, yeah, we'll, we'll transition from Big Nose Kate into something uh, a little less bright. Um, there was a, uh, a Philadelphia teacher um, who died in 2011. Um, according to the courts, um, she had committed suicide. Uh, and the family has been fighting for a decade to have this overturned. Um, they're saying she didn't commit suicide. And the case, after all, a decade, the judges just said that, no, she did commit suicide. Uh, the, the challenge that they're fighting is that um, she committed suicide by apparently uh, stabbing herself 20 times, including in the back of her head and in her neck from what? impossible arm angles. And... Um, and the family hired a team of experts in the aftermath um, that there was a knife in her apartment that wasn't allowed to be used in the evidence. Um, there was a gash in the back of her head that rendered her unconscious and unable to defend herself, but they didn't allow that. Um, and they also cleaned out the apartment, not that the police cleaned out the apartment before the investigators were able to, uh, to check on it. Um, and that was not allowed to be brought in. Um, and they said it was just a horrible suicide and that the courts offered no explanation for the 10 of the stab wounds, which happened to be in her back and in her head, on the back of her head and in her neck uh, from her suicide. Can I, I, I'm, I don't understand. 10 years to not answer any of the questions? Mm-hmm. And, um, and they say that uh, at least two of the 20 stab wounds were inflicted according to the coroner after her heart had already stopped beating. Um, or that's what the evidence showed, but they also refused to accept that in the court. The whole thing Why? is apparently um, the rumors were that there was a city official that she was involved in a relationship with and the city official had it all cleaned up. And But why? Like what's, what you know... Um, Corruption, man. We know OJ's innocent, but that's because it was proven that he's innocent because the glove didn't fit. Yeah. But uh, if you if you tap into the link in our show notes, Aaron, and you yes. scroll down, there's a picture, you know, of a very very pretty young lady, and then underneath there, there's a uh, a rendering of where the stab wounds are, where the twenty stab wounds were in her body. Oh wow, she's a pretty woman. Uh, do you see okay, that? Okay, so what, so, all right, let's get to the bottom of this to bring hope because this is a hard fall from grace to have the courts do this. Why, what would there be behind it to not investigate it? Like what, was there some ulterior motive? Is there some gain that someone's getting by it, calling this are, a suicide? They are protecting powerful people that are involved, supposedly. She Who was apparently people? in a, re that, that is, the only way that, for example, there was security footage that the billing manager had given to the police um, before it got cleaned up of people of the of the of the apartment, but also people leaving and exiting the building. But somehow the police have lost all of that footage, all of it. So who was was there? Someone like I don't know, rich that she was dating. That, or? that is um, there. There are rumors that it was a government official, um, but people are hesitant to say the name of who. Um, further, they don't also want to commit suicide with 20 stab wounds. Um, Does it rhyme with Ronald Rump? <laughs> no, no, it's a local Philadelphia politician. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember, this is the, uh, the disgusting city of Philadelphia. 
So hope in this. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. All right. This one's tough. So and I hate the topic. So let me try to find hope. Uh, justice is very important to me. I like uh, justice being served. I think that it's a problem in our country because if you are wealthy and powerful, you sometimes don't get treated in the same way in the justice system as uh, you do if you're not. I've had it personally happen to me without getting into details. Um, so A couple times, actually. Uh, so, hmm. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, I, it, this is this is a, a really this rough is one. a stumper. Yeah, rather just talk about whiskey more. Um, I guess the only hope I have for you is this is the type of story that needs to be told so that hopefully people can fight for justice because I didn't know about this. Um, I'm glad you brought it to my attention. And the only hope it has is that media and more people grab onto this story. And I don't know, it ends up becoming one of those, like, uh, what, what's the podcast that was super popular? Uh, where they tried to figure out if that Adnan guy was guilty. Oh or not. yeah. Yeah. One of those, there's a bunch of those murder type podcasts. Maybe, maybe it'll be one of those, but the, but the, one of the complaints here is that the media has grossly underreported on it. Someone is well, being protected. That's why we're rep we're reporting on it. Yeah, because we can get our 17 million listeners to so talk about it and bring this up. Post this on social media that justice for we got to get her name out here. Yeah. Justice for Ellen Greenberg. Oh mm -hmm. no! Part of the trial. Oh God! It was a Jew. Yep, and she was a school teacher. A Jewish school teacher. Only 27 years old. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Now I'm yeah, really yeah. sad. Uh, I don't know. We're usually good at finding some hope. And I, yeah. I don't... Uh, you know there's, what I say? This is it. This is it. It is... And we're going to get to more of this in a second. It is the Jewish New Year. Yom Kippur is coming up which is the time when everyone repents for their sins. And I hope whoever did this murder is celebrating Yom Kippur, not celebrating, but practicing in Yom Kippur and is uh, uh, is going to repent for this sin of killing this woman. See, I'm going to go with a similar approach, but the other, I hope they get smited. That's my oh. religious uh, way in because, you know, honestly, I know, I'm a, I know I cheated with this topic because just anytime you bring up Philadelphia. There's nothing, there's oh, no wow. hope that you can come up with there. Um, it's, it's a garbage city. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, also, let's move on to more happier Eagles. topics. Yeah. Let's move on to more happier topics. Yeah. It's MAGA Monday time. Yes. What a transition. What a transition. Uh, so, speaking of more falls from grace, uh, we've got a few topics here. I, I don't know. So this one will be quick. And then I've got a, a pretty wild one. Uh, first one. Have you heard what happened to, uh, justice Clarence Thomas? Oh, why don't you, why don't you fill us all in Aaron? Well, justice Thomas, who already, his wife is a huge Republican, uh, MAGA supporter. And it's 
crossing many boundaries because as a justice, you're not really supposed to have big political affiliation. And you're definitely not to, not supposed to throw your support behind a candidate publicly. And it has come out that uh, Justice Thomas, who already is not exactly known as the brightest, the brightest, sharpest tool in the shed, and he also barely got on the bench because he was accused of rape, uh, I believe it was rape. Um, Anita Hill, yep. I'm Anita Hill. So he, the Koch brothers, who are these right-wing billionaires, one of them died, but one of them's still alive. And he uh, was went to their, their fundraising events in 2018, which you are totally not allowed to do. <laughs> like, it is completely illegal that he did that. And as a justice, you are not supposed to do that. And I've never heard of any other justice on any of any kind, right wing, left wing, doing this. And it disgusts me. So it, to go along the justice angle, it just... I think this guy should be removed immediately because no justice, whether you like him or don't like him, has done the stuff that he's done and his wife has done in in terms of showing a side. And, and the whole point of our Supreme Court, even though it's gotten murkier and murkier, is to at least uphold the the bench and and try to show that you're not leaning you're trying to go by the law and not by one political side or another which is why some people have been surprised like when Kavanaugh I think he's been one who science has sided against they thought he was going to be a real right-wing guy and he is on some things but on other things he hasn't been because he at least goes by in some you know he goes by the law and what the law says and uh and Thomas you can't be doing that and going to a a political fundraiser. Like I this. agree. It's and here. My only hope is this. We're going to get the dress code in just a few topics. Um, but I do believe every politician should be wearing. I like, know. I know where you're going to say wearing jail. Uh, no, attire. no. My ideal. Yes. They all should be wearing orange jumpsuits. That's all of them. But um, if we can't, they all should be wearing NASCAR suits covered <laughs> with the logos of all of their sponsors. Oh, because yeah, that'd be funny. That information, which should be public, is not public. And all and money is right now. This country is run by people in the shadows that are buying off and paying our politicians and our politicians are as corrupt as these people. And I just think, I think a little transparency instead of a black dress thing that judges wear, they all should wear all their associations. Every politician should wear all their associations. Um, and I love that he's getting exposed for this. I want everyone being exposed. Like when AOC got invited to the Met Gala, that's a gift that is illegal for her to accept, accepting that dress. That be great all the republicans that keep taking oil money all ever this is just there's there's a lot of money that needs to be exposed and things that people shouldn't be doing so thank you for bringing this up aaron we should be I'm, ever uh, vigilant for... ever vigilant yes we are vigilantes so next um <laughs> uh so next this is good so we have a MAGA submission. I was going to put it in our submissions, but we have another submission today. I, so I wanted a MAGA submission because this was wild to me. I've oh. talked on this show about anti-Semitism mm -hmm. and how anti-Semitism is worse than ever in this country. 
not yeah i mean kind of in a lot of ways and um definitely in our lifetimes and um there was an article i had put up about there were 50 nazis there's a neo-nazi rally outside of disney world mm-hmm. and there were 50 uh neo-nazis there outside of disney world and um i was told when i put that up by a maga by a disgusting MAGA that um, he said, what does this stupid article have to do with anything? I know, you know, you can't say 50 wacko jackholes assembled. Wow. Breaking news. How many hundred million live in America where 90% of America send their kids to public government schools? Not exactly proving a desire to racially divide you and the left love to fuel division though. Um, What? Yeah. So, um, and there's more, but I think I can, I can just paraphrase it because he went on, but I don't know if we need to give it more attention. Uh, He was discounting this, these anti-Semites because he said it's it's nothing because there's so much other crime and violence going on in this country. See, that's, and, oh, that's the fucking problem. So many people complain that the right is associated with Nazis. You know what the right hasn't done enough of? Is when Nazi shit happens, denounce Nazi shit. And, yeah. And this is the problem, isn't it? Like, the, right. So like, this is, yeah, yes. This is a perfect opportunity for your friend to be like, that isn't us. Fuck these guys. Not. Don't say friend, but Yes. Sure, submission. but yeah, but he's, he he could have said, that's not us. Those guys deserve to rot in hell. Fuck them. We're better than that. And here's, you know, I think what we stand for, blah, 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 blah. And then you can have a conversation, right? Okay, cool. Yep. But if you're not denouncing the people that you continue to be associated with and you say, why does it matter? That doesn't help the disassociation. It's just so come on, man. Right. Isn't it crazy? Like, all you have to say is, man, that's real. Like, it's really brutal that there's some Nazi stuff in here. And then he said, I've never met a Nazi myself. I'm like, okay, I don't know. What's the point? Like, okay. But this is exactly what you said. If if the right that has gotten associated with Nazis, like the, there are good people on both sides thing that happened in Charlottesville, if they don't want to be a part of that, the far right doesn't want to be associated with that, then denounce it. When I send, when something like this is put it's, up by me, say, I'm with you. That is terrible. I'm sorry that your people are going through that right now. It's that easy. It's that it's easy. that fucking easy. <laughs> Just like when Bob Iger for the strikes, eh, that's going in a different direction. I don't need to go there, but you know what I mean. The Yes, there are just, it's like there's easy, easy answers to things. And then there's the opposite of that. Like there's saying this and it's like, it just blows my mind. I mean, don't you agree? I don't even want to give this like, person's name. No, don't, it's don't. I don't think it's too fair. disgusting. No, I don't think it's fair. You know, it's, and... For, for for unnamed person, just like think about why you're offended uh, that someone would would associate you with Nazis, and then don't bat it down, disassociate. And I think that that only helps your your cause. It doesn't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I would have I would have tackled that differently. Oh, 
Um, wait, I do have to read more. Oh, there's more. I just have to read one more thing. Show me any crime report in America, in any country and jurisdiction where white supremacy or neo-Nazis are number one in any crime category. Eat your leftist cultic bait. Put on your tinfoil hat once again. But yo, here's the thing. We're not talking about comparing to other races. We're I know. Like that that's that's not that's not the topic at hand. The topic at hand is when you see the happiest place on earth, Disney, people holding their kids' hands because they want to like ride like the Buzz Lightyear thing and just have like <laughs> a great time with their family. And a lot of these people spend like, you know, they fly across the country, across the world, they spend all their money to go there, and then they encounter Nazis. And whether they're Jewish or not, to see hate just there like it don't you think that's kind of messed up and then the thing next thing you can do is just say oh well nazis aren't as bad as other races like bro i i don't think we have enough time to unpack this fully but bro yeah <laughs> bro yeah <laughs> so the only thing that i said back is all right let's say you got hit by a car and you got paralyzed and I came up to you and said, well, man, there was a big shooting and five people died. So your paralyzation is stupid. Yeah. Or you were, or, or you got hit in the, by a car paralyzed and said, I'm scared to cross the street. And then you were like, well, other cars are more dangerous than the one that hit you. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? What? So, yeah. Anyway, I think we should. But yeah. it's a lot. This is the type of person to me that is the problem in our country. You're, you're, it's not a comparison thing. If someone brings up a problem, I address that problem. Don't try to gaslight to some other problem because then you are the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Word. hilarious. Well, I think we'll move on because this yeah. we could spend a lot of time talking yes. about this idiocy. But uh, yeah. go on yeah, to on. Uh, you yeah. have a couple other MAGA Mondays. This is yeah, a big really MAGA quick. Monday day. Yeah, this one is is more MAGA ridiculousness, and it's about the biggest slob in government, John Fetterman. And <laughs> dude, <laughs> okay, I don't care if you support him or not. No one can objectively say he's not a fucking slob. Okay, he looks disgusting. <laughs> And it says nothing about his politics at all. He is a fucking slob. He's gross <laughs> and unprofessional. And also okay. he just recently said that he literally is unable to process things. So he probably shouldn't be in office. They should probably get another Democrat in there that is able to mentally function. But that's besides the point. My MAGA thing is people <laughs> believe he has a body double, actually two body doubles. What? Have you not been following this? There's no, this whole, I think that's ridiculous. That Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't care i mean i kind of care that we have a slob in office that's we change a dress code for that because that's just ridiculous um but uh he has like really gotten under the right republican skin so much so much of the fact that after he recovered from his stroke and went into hiding for a while and kind of made his public appearance again they're like well he looks different yeah because he lost weight because he was like a vegetable oh my God, for a while they're crazy so they had all these pictures and there was one video where he's like coming out, he's got, you know, he's like coming out looking like a moron with his big baggy shirt and his gym shorts and his hakas, like out of an, a Senate meeting um, where he was leading it, right? So then he's just coming out and he's like, well, if Republicans, you know, want me to dress up, they better stop holding up, you know, like democracy or some shit, which I'll give him credit for. Okay, fine. Great. Um, but when he's waving his arms, 
people were like, they, they were freeze framing. They're like, where did his tattoos go? Oh my God. And like, and this sent the internet into a rabbit hole and it, it brought back. These are, by the way, this is the same group of people or the same genre of people that believe Michelle Obama used to be a man that believe all these insane conspiracy oh, yeah. theories that we have talked about. So the latest mega, I have hope uh, for theories. you. I have what? hope for you. Yeah. What is that? I do have hope for you. What? My hope is stay off Reddit. No, this is Twitter, bro. This is everywhere. Or stay off Twitter. If I saw one of these stories, I'd read one and I would just stop because it, it just, it's so infuriating yeah, to be that silly. You can not like the guy. Yeah. And, absolutely. And, but and to the, just make up ludicrous conspiracy yeah. nonsense is so dumb. And it's like, it's like a fall from grace to the 10th. Like and don't the, and video can be doctored too. Like vid, people can easily remove tattoos in videos. And also on one of the frames, you know, he's got these like big dumb black bars on the top of his forearms, but he's got like cool writing on the inside of his forearms. Mm-hmm. You could see the black bars on the top of his forearms in a certain angle. And there's a tattoo there. And so what, what I think that means is whoever took the video must've just edited out these his, his under his arm. Or it's just the light hitting them at a weird angle. But that was enough to for them to claim that John Fetterman has a body double. And they post pictures of him with less weight and more weight. And the mustache without mustache. It's kind of like, well, he has a mustache. So now. So that doesn't. So that's what they're saying. Like, because he looks different when he did have a mustache. So it must be a body double. So, yeah, I am. Uh, this, that whole situation, that whole area is just insane and hilarious. So. Oh, boy. Well, you have one more. I, I don't have anything yeah. more to this say. La- yeah, this last one is more lunacy. People. Um, Jacinda Ardern, former New Zealand prime minister. Um, she, uh, as, uh, she calls on, she's recently just called on the United Nations, uh, in a speech at the UN, uh, to crack down as free speech because free speech is a weapon of war, according to her. Um, huh? yep. Her? Yep. And okay. Wait, I don't understand. I think that's out of context because I met her in, when I went to New Zealand and for work and it was. She was cool, and her whole thing was about like, you know, they they're like, get rid of the guns, but and free speech, like, you know, everyone should speak their mind. That was her like platform. She has literally just said that she is leading the crusade against it, and she said there's got to be a context. I don't buy this out of in without context that she would just say that randomly. Her context was that misinformation and disinformation are dangerous, and when people I agree. are not. And that when people are not following government regulations and recommendations, that it can lead to violence. I agree with all of that. I don't think that you should be punished for it, but I do agree with everything she just said. Her quote was, one of her quotes was, censorship is necessary to protect free speech. Okay? That is in itself absolutely insane. There's a two minute video, an 18 second video of her just going on about how essentially government knows better than people and government should be deciding what people can and can't say. This is so here's gray area. She's a fascist, fascist. Okay. I don't agree with that. But okay. A definition of a fascist is someone that uses force and government force to restrict liberty. Did she say she was going to use force? She said governments must bind, bind, uh, bind together. 
I we don't have two minutes eighteen seconds. I mean, we do to watch it together. No, no, no. See we the don't insanity. Need, we don't need to go there. I just think the first part of what she said is true. It can cause violence. It can cause huge problems. It is causing problems right now. That doesn't mean that you should use physical force, which she didn't say, to like regulate it. And I don't so, know so, how okay, you would. So, so, so how how would you regulate free speech as a government? If people bro- if people went against free speech, what would you do? You arrest them, right? You find them. No, I don't think you can. I don't think she's saying that. I just think she's stating the problem. I don't think she's saying... she. Did, I didn't hear anything about punishing someone for doing it. I just hear her saying this is a huge problem, which it is. A lot free of speech, the speech... Free right- speech never once ever has free speech ever been a problem. Never will it be. And there's no such... There. No, no, you're no missing the point. You're missing the, my there, point. There's, there's you're no taking su- my words out of context. But I am n- saying that speech right now... Free speech, there is misinformation, which she said, being used to cause violence and harm to people. And that is a fact. So do I like that? No. Am I for that? Absolutely. So the government gets monopoly on the misinformation. I didn't say that. She didn't say that they're going to do it. I don't know how in the world. She doesn't even have any power right now. I don't know. There's no, the free speech is meant to protect bad speech. It's not meant to protect good speech. Free speech is meant to protect the bad speech. And, and it is. There's, there's, not no... one, there's not one instance in the history of world where free speech has caused violence. There's not one instance in the history of the world. Okay? Violence causes violence. Actions cause violence. And if you believe that you that other that certain people can say can have speech and certain people can decide what other people can or cannot I mean, say I, that is fascism. I totally, totally disagree with you in terms of that speech hasn't caused violence. Hitler speeches killed Jews. Words, words are words. Actions people, are actions. When people take words from leadership that says, this is what you go do, you go kill Jews now, Nazis, and then they went and did that. That's because Giving commands is not free speech. Free speech is expression. Giving, saying, okay, listen, you have to be a Nazi. You're a Nazi now. You're going to kill these Jews. That's not speech. Okay, so I force. interpreted what she said as going against... She is Things calling like what for, Hitler did. She's calling for censorship of social platforms. She's calling for the WEF for a global agreement on what speech is acceptable when it comes to race, when it comes to global issues. State want an aligned upon theorem that if people do not fall into the agreement with it with this global paradigm of conversation that they must be censored because it's dangerous. She's calling for a single agreed upon set of values and beliefs and acceptable speeches for quote unquote protection of the, for demo, to protect democracy. To use fascism to protect democracy doesn't work. Okay, well then all I'll say, cause I wanna move on from this cause it's, I wanna have a little more fun. Uh, that this is, uh, there's pieces of this I agree with and then some of the stuff at the end like, I also agree that that's too much. So I think there's pieces of what she said that are good at the beginning. And then this stuff, like, about actually setting a set of rules and stuff, like, no, we shouldn't do that. No, she's a so fucking move fascist. On to sports. fascist. Let's move on to sports. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I definitely don't agree that free speech, that speech has caused violence before. I, and that's a debate. Anyone can chime in and tell us what you think. But I 100% believe that speech in the history of time has caused violence. One thousand percent. So, uh, violence that, cause, the, actions cause violence. That's like Words saying uh, 
people don't kill people. Uh, guns don't kill people. People kill people. It's yeah, like, no, a gun no. doesn't kill somebody if it's just lying there on a table. Right, but okay, I don't want to go there. Let's go yeah. to sports. It's just it's like right. it's one of those arguments that just people have all the cars time. don't kill people. Bad drivers kill people. There you go. Uh, so let's move on to sports, um, which is much more fun because also this argument, you know why it's just, it's like a cycle thing and it's semantics. A lot of people, it's like, it's a lot of times people are basically agreeing, but it's how you say it, that it makes people disagree and it's just, it gets old. So we're going to move on to, um, sports, which is another thing people uh, disagree on which is yeah. which is uh going to be fun to talk about right now but first i rowan i have want i am a massive believer in the intangibles of sports i hate when people just stick to the stats of sports when they say that a player is worth this value because of just the stats without realizing that team chemistry, team camaraderie, working together Mm -hmm. is a massive, massive, massive piece of a sports puzzle. You can't just put a team together with numbers. I believe that wholeheartedly. I've played team sports in my life a lot. I know you have too, and it's just not true. And here's my example. Kike Hernandez, former Dodger and now current Dodger. The Dodgers this season, they were coming together. They've had good chemistry, and they traded for Kike Hernandez, who is a, if you don't know who he is, he's a spark plug. He's a funny guy. He's uh, very, very, like, he's full of personality, right? And they traded for him at the beginning of August. At that time, in the four months of the season, they were 13 games over 500. Since they traded for him, they're 20 games over 500 in six weeks. And... They've said that he, they already had a lot of good team chemistry, but then he comes in and just makes it that much better. And it's not like he's hitting that well with the Dodgers. It's not like he's playing that well. But that personality in that team to lighten the mood, and they've said a, a bunch of the be- the most important players, the players have said on this team, are not the players that are putting up the huge stats, but they're the personalities that are bringing this team together to play for one another. So I'm curious your thoughts on it because a lot of stat nerds uh, disagree with this. I mean, I remember noticing it with the 1993 Philadelphia Phillies. And even though they lost the World Series to the Blue Jays, that was, was, they all had mullets. They all were like these rough and tumble dudes. And they had this camaraderie and they were having fun every single time they took the field. And I started to notice that over the years with a bunch of like championship teams. It's not always, but often. You see the fun these guys are having on the field, the fun that they're having as teammates, the sort of things that they are doing like together as a team. And yes, winning can create a culture, a positive culture. It always yeah. does. But I think they cycle together. And even my own team, which is in grave danger of losing the division, of not winning not the division right now. Um, the Orioles will not. Promise. They, like you just like watching these games, man. They are having fun. It's a bunch of young guns that all look exactly the same, but they are. Oh <laughs> yeah, that meme. They are having so much fun together, and like they're just kidding around in the dugout. Like it's like it's really refreshing to watch, and uh, and I do think that someone like Kike Hernandez, like while he may not be at the caliber of Freddie Freeman or Mookie Betts or Clayton Kershaw in this level of public consciousness or even just general skill set he's a damn good player but guys like that are rock our locker room locker room glue you can oh, build yeah. a brick wall with all big bricks but if you don't have any mortar 
to cement those bricks together, that wall would just get knocked over with a little kick. And guys like Kike are that mortar that is, you know, solidifying that wall that the Dodgers are. And doesn't that go with life? Like, in general, life is, yes, there's the talent, but there's also the glue and the human connection mm-hmm. and the personalities. Absolutely. And that's sort of what makes everyone ticks. Like, even Tick. in the workplace, right? Like, yeah. we Like, I've worked at some jobs where, like, some of the projects I did were, like, straight up hot ass, but... Like the people were so good that we had fun working through those garbage projects and we're still close to this day. And we joke about some of the, the, the bad stuff we had to deal with. But in the end, it's funny because we all had a good time working together and we all like had a good chemistry. The work was actually good. It just wasn't fun projects. And I think, <laughs> and it's, and it's like, I think that kind of, like those, those glue guys, they exist for a reason. And every winning team, has those glue guys yep. that are just indispensable. It doesn't matter what sport it is. They got those guys. And Kike is one of those guys. Amen. Well yeah. said, Rohit. Yeah. Big fan. As terribly as you were with the last point, <laughs> you were nope. great with that one. <laughs> I'm pro-glue, anti-fascism. Um, um, and now, now the second piece of sports. And this is where I feel like the fall from grace is just, it's hilarious and it's also depressing. The number of fights that we're now seeing at games, I just cannot grasp it. You go to a game, and I've seen this going to Dodger games my whole life, but you go to a game and you get into a fight with another, like another person who has a different team shirt on. And I, there were just a bunch at the, uh, at the football games recently. Mm-hmm. And there's always some at the Dodger games. They said, that I think there have been 78 fights at Dodger Stadium this year. I've uh, I've gone to a bunch of Dodger games. You've gone to way 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 more Dodger games than I have. I've never not seen a fight. Like literally, oh, never not. Every seen a fight. game, there's usually something. Yeah. There's and, but if there's, I think they're talking about physical because you've also seen, yeah. I'm talking about physical. Seen, yeah, yeah. It's like, and now it doesn't put you in danger. You're not in danger when you go to a oh. Dodger game or anything like that. But our boys does, in blue, the ushers protect us. But anyway, but you see fights there a lot. And uh, and then at football, it's gotten out of control where yeah. people really... And now, difference with baseball and football, baseball, you know, people aren't trying to hurt each other in the sport. So it's just the fans being crazy. In uh, football, you're watching a very violent thing. And so then, I mean, when you're watching something, it can make you maybe be inspired to get a little rough and tumble in the crowd. But the fight that we just saw the video for, if you look up Niner, 49ers Giants fight, there were a couple and one, I mean, these guys were bloodied and battered in the stands. Mm-hmm. How is that fun? You pay a lot of money to get these tickets. You oh. go to the game with your friends and family and then you come home like beat up and you have to like go to the doctor. That and you have to explain it to your coworkers. And if yeah, you're what, caught on How camera, did you get hurt? Yeah. Well, I was at the game. <laughs> but here's the here's the hope I can give you, Aaron. Like I would, you and I would never get into. I mean, I I have definitely been on the side of getting not like punched, but you know, going to Eagles games, wearing my Giants jersey. I remember, like, I've had literally popcorn dumped into the back of my hoodie when it was put down. I've had like I was just pissing at the urinal, and the guy pressed my like pushed my head into the wall, but not hard enough. He didn't fully commit to it. Um, but just they're, they're, they're scumbags in all fan bases. However, one thing I'll say, we all, well, you and I may not get into fights. I love watching them. 
I, I love it. Love it's it. So good. Love it. What it happened. It's so amazing. I remember we went to a Rams Eagles game like four years ago. And it was like, it was a pretty good game. But in the third quarter, there's just all this commotion we see on the right. And this huge brawl breaks out between two groups of Eagles fans in LA. They're fighting each other. And <laughs> like, honestly, a lot of people like talk shade on it. But I think sports and degeneracy, whether it's fighting, gambling, whatever, I think it's just it's just the part of the charming personality of being a sports fan. Um, so it's I will so never talk cute down. when people get get into big fights. Oh, and, it's fucking amazing! And they bleed and they yeah. hurt themselves and they fall like, over the chairs. Soccer hooligans, hilarious, right? Like fighting football fans, hilarious. I think it was like wasn't it so, like a San Diego Padres game? It's like open hand slap somebody in a couple seasons. <laughs> yeah, <ago or> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh, and I, I had a I had a crazy one at a Red Sox Yankees. And then we'll go into Hope in 60. But yeah. I, I, just, I had a crazy one there. It was Red Sox-Yankees at Yankee Stadium. I was in the bleachers with a friend who's a Red Sox fan. And uh, first, these two guys like started getting into it in front of us. And the uh, Yankee fan, we were in Yankee territory. The Yankee fan and the Red Sox fan were jarring at each other. And the Yankee fan just went... <laughs> And hucked a loogie right in the Red Sox, Red Sox fan's face, and the Red Sox fan looked at the guy, and everyone saw it, and he knew if you could see it in his face, he knew if he did anything, he'd get beat up. So he had to take the loogie on his face and walk away. Uh, honestly, that's very big of him because that Yankee fan that spit in any other situation, he'd be he'd be spitting chiclets. Like, over yeah, the but next couple but minutes. this guy yeah. knew if he threw a punch, the seven Yankee fans around him were gonna destroy this guy who was by himself. But then after that, the bad thing happened. My friend, who was a Red Sox fan, who was simply cheering for the Red Sox, like clapping when they did well, the guy in front of us took his Coke. He had a big thing of Coke, and without even looking, he just went over his shoulder with the whole thing of Coke and just dumped <laughs> it on my friend. And some of it splattered onto me, which was annoying because then my pants got coke on it but he literally just took his whole coke and just went whoop over his shoulder just all over my friend and and my friend didn't do anything because he was kind of a a wimp and also i don't know what you do like yeah in that situation if it's diet coke fine because you know you can actually if you're in a bind whether you're eating wings or you're camping you know you can wash your hands with diet coke uh they get squeaky clean yeah this Uh, is a lot of hope yeah uh so the aspartame in there actually literally your hands get squeaky fucking clean you can clean sinks with diet coke not regular Coke. You will get yeah. sticky as shit, and that stuff sucks uh, in your hair and all that. Uh, but yeah, I think I don't. We have time. We don't have time for this. But I'm sure I told you about the story where my brother was chased out of Yankee Stadium during yes. Game Six of the 2004 ALCS. Yeah, I think we talked. about That's that. a good one too. Yeah. Um, um, but but yes, let's move to Hobbit 60 because we yes. got we got a few more big things to to cover, and I'm excited, especially this Razors thing. But uh, let's do Hobbit 60. Love so it. I guess I have a couple first. Uh, let me start the timer. And ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, first one, Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, who is uh, pretty awful. I really don't like that guy. And he said that he thinks Michelle Obama is going to end up being the candidate for the Democrats. And I didn't know what to make of it, but for whatever reason, it made me feel hopeless that he would even... 
I just coming from him, it made me feel hopeless. Give me hope. Even though like her being a candidate would be kind of cool. I don't know. I just made me feel hopeless. Give me hope. I thought we had enough of putting people into office that had no goddamn political experience. Like I, I, I think for that reason alone, she's not going to get it. Um, and being a first woman while a first lady, while you do have lots of important responsibilities, I'm sorry, that doesn't qualify you to run for president. Um, so that is the thing. I think that hopefully the party that claims to have sanity will, ex will exercise that sanity. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, explanation because it just yeah. was weird for him to say it so thank you yeah, and then i have a second one ready All right, and let's go uh i don't know if you've heard but millie bobby brown the star of stranger things who i still feel is 12 mm -hmm. um she's 11 is engaged yeah is engaged and about to be married to john bon jovi's son she is just turned 19 and he just turned 21 and all of that makes me feel hopeless. Give me hope. And I think there I predict the over under on how long they last is three years. Yeah, here's the thing. She's young enough now where she'll be able to get married, get divorced, and still have a full relationship from the time where she's still young, um, you know, in a few years. So I think she's speed running. Um, and she's actually like, you know, I think getting that life experience early. Um, so she can handle her next marriage better and good for her <laughs> for getting a practice child marriage. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cause we don't, I mean, she's right now she's giving love a bad name <laughs> oh, oh. Shot through the heart. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. All right. All right. You have one more. Yeah. That was a Bon Jovi joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this one, starting in October, Los Angeles is uh, beginning a zero bail protocol. So what does that mean? Uh, that means if uh, pretty much uh, any bail amount, $35,000 and under, is now $0. What that means is if you get caught for catalytic converter theft, book and release. Smash and grab, book and release. False imprisonment, book and release. Assault, book and release. Um, batter a school employee, vandalism, all book and release. Aaron, Why? how do you find hope with that? Why? They feel that they want less people in jail. And yeah, you know, I, I don't think this is that big a problem because the money, like all the money part does is favor rich people with bail. So, um, when you, uh, who just got out on $50,000 bail, I forget, but they have, they were, it was some rich person who did something bad and they got out. Oh, uh, I was a baseball player. I think Julio Urias, the Dodger. So, of course, he can pay it, whereas someone doing the exact same crime who's poor can't pay it. So, it's still the bail system is much, is still a favor the rich system. So, in that way, I think, I don't know if this is the answer, but I don't like that it favors the rich because they can obviously post bail, whereas uh, people who are poor who commit crimes can't. Yeah, I mean, that is a very fair point, you know, because cash bail generally is a problem for poor people. Um uh, it's, it just is crazy because people that are violent. I hear you, but isn't it not streets. fair that like Julio Urias Dodger was violent, $50,000 bail. He's out right away because he's rich. Same person. No, you know, I, the same okay. Crime. okay. I think I can be convinced. I think I can be convinced. Yes. We I'm got some there, hope, but I can, but I can be, I can be.
Well, now we're going to move right on to topic two because topic two is really giving me a ton of hopelessness because I don't understand why people think this way. Have you heard what happened with brawn razors? I think I own one. Uh, like, no, but I have a, I think I have a brawn beard trimmer. So there, yeah, I have one of those. So Rohit is my beard. So brawn <laughs> razors is under fire after an ad featuring a trans man with surgery scars resurfaces. And now people on the right, far right, are going to be giving brawn razors the Bud Light treatment. Because, and uh, here is my, uh, the ad, I've seen it. You can't even, I mean, you really have to be looking to tell. Like, it, I mean, and my big hopelessness with this, the Bud Light thing was funny, but so stupid. Like, if you like a product, have the product. And if you don't like a product, don't have the product. But because like someone who is trans or whatever, someone who doesn't think the way you do, but doesn't affect your life at all, the fact that then you won't do the pro use the product if it's a good product is like asininely stupid. It's just like, it, it's like, it makes Vladimir, yeah, like Vladimir no Putin. Sense. It, it, this is great. Like Vladimir Putin drives Range Rovers. Does that mean I don't want a Range Rover? Hell yeah. no. I want a fucking Range Rover. The, the, the fact is that a trans man has gone through more than, you know, cisgender men would ever have to consider in terms of acceptance, in terms of changes to, to their, to his body and all this kind of stuff. Right. And you know what? Many, many trans men because of hormones end up having beards or in facial hair, which means those particular trans men would need a razor. And so what if someone, like as you said, that you've never met, that has no bearing on your life, that are just doing their own thing. You know what? Like you're a man. It's great being, I'll never say that it's not awesome being a dude. It's fucking great. I, I understand why there's trans men because being a dude's awesome. Um, so welcome to the, welcome them to the dude club. Don't that stop. Like that, it, what the, it, f like, come on. And this is one quote, one, one like post was, Hey, do you woke scum rats at Braun think this evil butchering <laughs> is some kind of fashion statement? This is Mengele level brutality. And you think that it's moral to capitalize on it. So whoever this person Peterson is, Dr. Jordan Peterson, a Canadian psychologist, this person saying that, what's going on with him to be so angry about it? Like the person, you know, it's the powers that be keep us divided with class warfare. And they, this is just, and, and with, you know, id poll identity politics, we are so busy fighting amongst ourselves that right now, People can't just say, okay, cool, whatever. Some like German company or whatever, or Swiss company. I think Braun is one of those two. Um, something weird. Sure. And they uh, are, yeah, they, they did an ad. Like, here's the thing. I am a fucking capitalist so hard. I, I get hard-ons for capitalism, okay? If I had Braun, it's like, you know what? I already got dudes buying my stuff. I was like, now trans dudes, this is a new market. 
that I can welcome. And if I welcome them, I make money. Yeah. And cool. But um, instead, you get people like Dr. <laughs> like, Peterson, who's yeah. like, this is another piece, and then we'll move on, that I just don't get, is we have so much in our life to be grateful for, to be thankful for, and then the things that are upsetting to actually be upset about actual upsetting things. Mm -hmm. So to make this one of your upsetting things, an advertisement for a razor that's a pretty good razor, we both have one, is like really that's what you're going to waste those hours of your life thinking about? When him deciding to do whatever you want to do to his body doesn't affect you at all is... Mm -mm. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Whether you're for it or against it, if you're anti uh, someone, you know, being trans or for it, like, does it, who, does it affect you when you yeah. look in the mirror? They're not, it's not like there's a limited supply of testosterone and they're stealing it from you, from your birthright. No, you make your own, you know, and trans men, you know, they need a little help there. They're not stealing it from you. They're just trying to get by. So I don't know what, what this gatekeeping is. You can't, you're not going to gatekeep fucking razors, man. Like, <laughs> no, it's so dumb. It's uh, so ridiculous, dude. So, uh, the hope yeah, I have but, is I, I'm now going to buy a, another new brawn razor soon. Next, when my next one breaks, I'll buy a new one. You know why? Just because like, I think it's so dumb. I don't know if I'm going to buy it and it has nothing to do with this. It's just that right now my razor's going on like six years and so much. Oh, so mine lasts like three months. The start button it. fell off. Oh no. So I have to stick my finger into a little circuit <laughs> board that's in there and press this little circuit board. Um, yeah. So. All right. That's, dedica <laughs> that's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could just get a new one. I know, but everything else works great. Uh, it's right. like I'm driving around a car like with, like a, with the missing bumper essentially. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. you do, you do you, man. Yeah, bro. Whatever makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so quick, quick, hopeless TV. And then we got a submission and we're done. But I do like these last couple pieces. So I have one piece of hopeless TV, even though it's a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this, this week, the new Expendables movie comes out. Expendables oh, yeah. 4. And it makes me feel 1,000% hopeless because there was Expendables 1. And after that, you know how many Expendables there should have been? No more. <laughs> no more. We got it. We understood. You put a lot of action stars together and they do a lot of killing. And there's no real story. And that's it. We didn't I mean, need number fast. two. We didn't need number three. And we really didn't need number four. It's fast and furious for people that drink Metamucil. <laughs> and like, I mean, here's the thing. I don't hate it, man. Like boomers need some fun too with, with recognize the faces. And Aaron, it's supposed to be we, really bad when we are in our sixties and seventies. Right. And then we see a movie that's got Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, Keanu Reeves. No, right? they're all a bit older. Gonna, no, I don't want to. Oh, no, no, will, no, no, no. I, I don't want expendables. I want them to can't. I'm, you know what I want instead of brawn razors to be canceled. I want the expendables movie franchise to be canceled. All right. So are you saying when there's John wick 22, right? Ah. When we're older and it's got all those people I just mentioned, you know, uh, including Jake Gyllenhaal, all these like awesome dudes. And they're all like going on a fucking mission together. No. Right. no, yeah, no. you're full of shit. No, you no, are full no. of shit. All right, let's move on to our submission. Yeah. 
um, let's yes. move on to our submission. Because, oh, have the mighty fallen to keep with our theme with Expendables 4. So our submission is from Craig in New York City. He wrote, what else happened in Europe? And this is referring to my Europe trip that I talked about with the charity and I Am Able and stuff like that. And uh, I put up a post on Instagram showing some stuff. But what else happened in Europe? I mean, I actually totally forget what I talked about last week about what I did in Europe. So do you remember what I talked about and what I didn't talk about or if there's anything I should talk about? Because I want to answer Craig's question, but I don't Most really remember what I talked about. know that you were there for work. Um, you did not give any details about, you know, the nightlife or any of that stuff. Because that's that's just not necessary. I yeah. Think people, you know. Uh, um, I'm trying to think if there was like a thing, like a, uh, like one other thing that I can talk about that was of particular uh, interest. I mean, uh, yeah, when you go to the, you know, the Venice Film Festival and you go to parties, I think the party, yeah, you party with movie people and you are movie people. So that's, that there's, you know, that that happens. Did I talk about walking of, in London? I could talk about that for a sec. Um, maybe. I think that London, I want the last day I had a, I had like five hours and I walked the streets of London for five hours. I think I walked 14 miles and uh, I, I do this all the time when I travel and I have time to myself is I will just walk the streets as long as I can to see, cause that's how I find I actually experience a city, even though I've, I lived in London and I've been there a lot. Um, how I experience or see new things in the city is by being by myself, walking around in the parks and the streets and taking pictures and experiencing just the air and the the people and stuff. And I do that everywhere I go when I can. And I did it in London and I love it. And I recommend it to everybody when you're traveling. Is- I, yes, yes. Like walk, just walking around for five, six hours in London is actually amazing. And funny enough, I have a story very similar. I was, it was like, I think 2019 or something like that. I was, I was doing a shoot in London and I was there with one of my producers. The other producer, she had gone, she had gone back to the U.S. Um, and there's one producer, her name's Sid. Um, it was like the last night we'd wrapped and she was like, hey, you know, I've like actually never been to London before. Like, do you want to like go like have dinner somewhere? I was like, I can't. I'm meeting my buddy Casey and we're, I'm going to get hammered with Casey. Um, so I met up with Casey and got hammered. We got like, <laughs> like a fucking pirate ship on the, off the Thames, some like old famous pirate ship or some shit. And then just got hammered the rest of the night for a million hours. That sounds so fun. she was. It was great, but so she's like, "Oh, okay." Um, so huh. she's like, she didn't want it to go to waste, so she walked around London for like five, six hours by herself, um, and just really explored the city that night. Um, and we both woke up the next morning almost dead with hangovers, barely making our flights. Um, yeah, but yeah. So even if it's not your plan, and you are end up in London and you don't have anybody to meet, one of the greatest things you can do is just walk around and I have done it before too. Just it's like so going to the cool. Tate Modern, just going to the markets, like just walking around. It is one of the St. James uh, Park is one of the most beautiful parks ever. So is Hyde yeah. Park. So is Kensington, uh, where Kensington Palace is, that whole area. Yeah. Um, I love London so much. So, so, so much. Incredible. Amazing and, city. Oh, okay. I have one other thing I guess I can add before we wrap up is 
I'm actually curious what you think I should do. So this is, I guess, I'm guessing they want like a celebrity kind of story. So I have one that I'll tell. Sure. I, it's like kind you of funny. Yeah. Um, the, I was out, I was outside of a place called Harry's Bar, which is a kind of famous place in Venice. And uh, I started videoing. I know Harry's. You know Harry's. Yeah. Okay. So I, and I started videoing. We were in there earlier. And then we'd come out, and I was like videoing around a little, just playing around. And then, and Woody Allen was inside. So, and then Woody Allen was walking outside with his wife, Soon Yi, who's also his stepdaughter. So that's all weird. We know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I just. What are turned, you doing, stepdaughter? So I yeah. start videoing him coming out. And. I have video of him like banging his head on one of those doors that like it's like an old west door that like swings open and then the gunslinger comes out so Woody Allen comes out and he pushes the door and the door just comes right back and hits him in the face and so I have a video of it and I almost put it up on Instagram but then I thought is that like exploitive and mean and it is right yeah, and also dude you work in hot like it's if you were just like random joe putting up then yeah you'd get so many so much money and so many views on your socials but being that you are in the industry yeah it's just both like yeah and also you yeah you don't want to be the guy like taping and sharing and i just i mean he's one publicly. of the people he's you're, one of my inspirations in filmmaking yeah. so i was like and, it was cool to see him but you're gonna show me that video when we're in private but like or should know, i get uh, your live reaction right now yep hold it up Hold it All up right. and we'll get my live reaction. Sadly, Wait. this is an audio format, but I'm going to describe what Aaron's what I'm seeing. Yep, oh, we're outside Harry's. Yep, it's like Western Doors. Sunyi opens it. It one, it swings, and... Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. So, <laughs> so I didn't the, put, I did not put that up. And I, I debated it because it is a funny video, right? Yeah, it's funny. But I think and it's like Woody decision. and his stepdaughter slash wife, and then he's walking out, bangs yeah. his head. So anyway, that yeah. there there you go. There's a little bit of gossip. Um, yeah, and usually my philosophy is when in doubt, hit post. But uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been growing up a little bit. Okay, yeah, but why don't we end it, Aaron, really quick with a hopeful filled. We haven't had a good one in a while, but I'm really, really actually pretty pleased with this one because Budweiser – the much embattled company, as we kind of alluded to earlier. I think one of the great things about them getting under so much public scrutiny is that they're actually starting to fix some of their behavior. They have announced they will stop cutting the tails of their famed Clydesdale horses. Really? So, yeah. So these these horses have huge, majestic tails. Of course. They cut them because what happens, Clydesdales are workhorses, and oftentimes they're carrying, pulling carriages behind them, right? And that long tail can get caught in you know certain areas and it can be very painful but it then ended that and that utility like many dogs and anything ended up just being a looks thing so they dock the tails of these horses so they announced they'll stop doing that and let them be free because what happens is horses don't only use their tails to like for balance they use it to swat away flies they use it to kind of almost like you know when they fart to like oh ugh. but also <laughs> horses horses actively use their tails to communicate with each other you really? ever see two horses side next to side? They swish, swish, swish. That's literally how they talk to each other. I did not and know what that. They have and people that cut their horses' tails are effectively muting their horses. Even when they braid horse tails, they're not being able to have the same movement or anything like that. It is absolute fucking cruelty. So I'm happy they're they're not doing that. And it makes me feel, as an animal lover, it makes me feel very happy. I love that. And you also gave me even more hope What's that you that? didn't even realize. 
you said the term work horses, right? Uh-huh. Like, because they're work horses. They're used for work and they're horses. Sure. Which made me realize for the first time in my life that that's why someone is called a workhorse when they work hard. Yeah. I yep. did not know that yep. or I never had yeah. put two and two Just together to until, two right, to, yeah. Until, yeah. until right now. So thank you for that. I now feel a little bit smarter. Hey, more you know. But so yeah, I figure we end on a very positive note after a very depressing show at times. Yeah, this was uh, this was not one of our happiest, but we still had some moments. And uh, please submit, follow, and uh, share the show with your friends. We all the love we love, and uh, we love you, listeners. And until next time, uh, hope is dope. Yeah, thanks for all your fan mail and your hate mail. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the hate mail was really fun today. Hate mail is always funnier. But we yeah. also don't mind fan mail every now and then if, if that's positive. But um, if you want to, like, you know, uh, hate on yeah. Jews and stuff, I guess you're welcome to. Yeah. We'll still read it. <laughs> we'll still read it. <laughs> we read uh, all of it. All right. Until next time. All right. Bye. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. It's all crystal.